Great. So Jordy, thank you for, for coming on. Jordy, you're the VP of marketing at Force Manager and Force Manager is the leading mobile CRM for field sales teams that transform your smartphone into a, a modern sales assistant. So getting us started, getting us started, Jordy, uh, maybe just a 30 second take on uh, why you decided to go into uh, a virtual event strategy uh, versus the alternative. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, actually. Um, it was like the perfect timing and the perfect storm to go into a virtual summit. And that's something that we were uh, thinking of doing uh, for some time with my team. And, you know, when we got confined due to COVID-19, it was everyone is going to be at home. We need to help our customers. We need to help our prospects to nurture them and educate them in these new times. So we thought, mm, let's do it. Let's do it in five to six weeks. And, and, and that was why, definitely. That's awesome. And so I guess as we're going to break this down uh, into, into the data, into the details, um, when you started out and you mentioned that this was something that you were thinking about for a little bit, what was the initial goal from the team uh, when, you, when you thought about putting the virtual summit into play? So this is quite like a thought leadership uh, program that we were thinking for some time, just basically to position ourselves as a, a sales thought leaders, a sales brand uh, that educates all, all, all the community that works around sales. Um, and, and basically it was more cost effective. Like uh, I, we've been listening a lot uh, lately about like how expensive events can be, especially for brands, if it's not conferences or exhibits that are meant to connect people, but they are not brands, you know. So more and more brands nowadays are, are turning into virtual events because it's a way to connect with both prospects and, and, and customers in a, in a much more efficient way while communicating pretty much the same. Um, the only thing that, that, that it's not there is, 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 a, is a personal contact, I guess. So that's, that, that's, that's definitely the reason. That makes sense. And just from when people start to think about building out their, their virtual event strategy, and I think with COVID, it's gonna become more relevant. Who was involved from your team as you started to build the strategy? And then ultimately when, when we talk about execution as well. So in terms of definition, it was basically uh, myself, uh, the CEO got involved because he got really excited about it, obviously. Um, and then the marketing team, especially the inbound team, uh, that's that's SEM and, and content mainly. Um, and, and, and that's how we like sorted, sort of like put it on the table and laid it out and, and think of like all the, all the possibilities. And, and it just got vital inside the company. So more and more people would come in and, and collaborate with us. We ended up with like 10 people working, not full time, like, you know, full time it was like two or three obviously on it for five, six weeks. Um, but eventually, you know, we're a 120 people uh, company. Uh, I'd say that, you know, 20 to 30 people got really involved in it, especially in the promotion phase. Wow. So it, it really came down to, I guess, aligning everyone across that digital journey uh, and taking mm -hmm. advantage of everyone that you had within the team. Totally, totally. And that's one of the keys, I think. And then uh, uh, to be honest, this is one of the most successful campaigns that I run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the realizations that I had is that when, when everyone inside the company buys in, it makes like a huge difference for the marketing team. And it's, it, 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 it means that you're doing a good job when everyone, you know, buys in within the company. And then obviously the, the, the external part, the promotional part gets much more easy. Yep, absolutely. And you, you touched on this earlier, but from a budget perspective and the cost of events and 
especially mm -hmm. around thought leadership when um, there may not necessarily be revenue attached to the end of that. Um, can you talk a little bit th about the budget that you had assigned for the, vir the virtual event that you, uh, you put in play uh, and totally. how, how that number was uh, determined? Mm -hmm. Totally. It was, it was like, you know, in, 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 in uncertain times, like how can you allocate budget to something that you've never done and you don't know the outcome from? So, we, you know, we came up with like a, some sort of like random budget that we could afford to see how that would help the, all the organic reach that was mainly uh, the main um, reason of success. But however, you always need some budget to do some certain activities, right? And without counting headcount, uh, which you know, when we when we think about cost of opportunities and ROI of the event, we count like as a whole. But in terms of a strict budget for platform uh, promotion and you know tools um, and and many other things, it was around those five k that we never went all the way up to those five k uh, euros. Um, and basically, we broke down in like PR, uh, you know, tools for you know the summit itself, uh, some uh, banner ads display. Uh, so social network, content promotion, uh, some part for influencers, and and so on and so forth. Um, that 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 was the total budget, and I don't think it's expensive at all for the reach that we achieved. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good transition, just in terms of kind of talking about the success that you saw with, uh, with the with the virtual event. So for the for your target audience, and when you thought about spending that five k budget, who were your your target attendees that you're hoping to bring to the event? Okay, so 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 as our buyer persona and our ideal buying profile, um, we 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 target those companies that have sales reps, um, and 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 the people that makes the decision is the sales director usually, and we have like different niches and different industries that they all have to to dig in. Um, so ideally, it was anyone that works in sales and needs some content in and and education and training in these tough times. Um, and that meant prospects plus customers. Uh, we had like different, you know, uh, promotion activities for both of these targets, obviously. Um, but in a in a nutshell, the, that's like any Spanish-speaking person that needs content about sales, basically, because this event was, was was for Mexico, Spain, and all the Latin American countries that speak Spanish. Okay, cool. And so. As and salespeople are, I guess, fortunately, they're they're more digital creatures. They're online um, as is. So, can you talk a little bit about the channels that you're using to uh, drive attendees? Absolutely, absolutely. There, there, there was quite a good amount and combination of of of, of many of those. Uh, due, due to the amount of time, we couldn't like get like super creative in terms of like doing direct mail or like personalized video or 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 some some more complex. Uh, uh, techniques, but you know, we did the usual. We did uh, some advertisement, as I, as I was mentioning, social advertisement mainly, LinkedIn, uh, Google, Facebook, and, and Instagram as well for remarketing. Um, we did uh, emailings, obviously, to all our uh, customer base, um, and that was really helpful, and, and and that helped a lot as well. And and I want to emphasize this because it was uh, very valuable for our customers as well, and in, and and especially in this time, it was really important to take good care of, 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 you know, your own customers and, and be empathic with them and, and nurture them with content. But obviously as well, all, all the prospects that we have in our database and readers of our blog and so on, we used our website since we have a lot of traffic as well to place ads there that drove uh, a huge amount of, of um, registrants. We did PR as well, which was interesting. Um, and, and just like one press release because it was a very differential uh, event 
got uh, quite a good success. And then our customer success team and our SDRs, they use this event a lot over the, the course of those four, four weeks before the event um, to nurture their, their prospects and, and their customers and, and bring them value whenever they had conversation with this. Okay, very interesting. So really when you, when you, it was this virtual event was built around, you had built a unique playbook for it, right? It wasn't just one channel that was driving uh, the most results. It was spread out across a multi-channel approach uh, to drive the, the success. Totally, totally. It was just like a, a huge team effort while being combined and knowing how to work with each other again. Um, you know, so we, we have a massive Trello board because we, we use Trello for team collaboration where, you know, everything was happening really, really fast and, you know, at a good pace, speed and, and the right motivation with, of everyone that was uh, part of that team. Cool. So let's get into the nitty gritty then and, and the actual data of what you saw from a results perspective. So walk us through how many leads you generated for the event. So in terms of uh, adding uh, customers and, and, and prospects, it was a total of 9,977 uh, people registered, uh, which is still live the event and is still driving some traffic and people still can like, uh, you know, register and, and, and see the, the, and watch the, the review, the replays of, the, of each uh, session of the conference, which is kind of cool. And so we're going to reach 10,000 pretty soon. Um, wow. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and, I, and I'd say that 80% of those are, are leads. So yeah, roughly like those eight Ks are, are, are specifically people that didn't uh, know about us before. That's awesome. And so, yeah. it, it, and I guess when you start to think about at the top of the funnel and those 80%, how many, and I know we're not too far out, but how many of them turned into a meeting uh, or agreed to spend some time with your sales team to have a further conversation? So that's a great question because actually we're still having work because we're not that many people to uh, manage such mm. a big volume. So we need more SDRs to go after them and, and set those meetings. But basically in terms of marketing qualified leads, you know, those people that for, we have a scoring system in place and the event contributed to that scoring system. So they reach the threshold that they can be contacted by SDRs. Um, so we now, right now have 2,721 MQLs from uh, the event that are being, you know, contacted by sales um, in an ongoing basis. basis. But as for um, actual uh, meetings, so far, like three weeks after the show, then when we have the, the, the last post-mortem, we're gonna do one uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks now. So we do once every month after the event, and this event was like six weeks ago. So we had uh, in the just three first uh, weeks, 40 meetings directly influenced by the, uh, by the event and over 500 free trials because we have two, like, two tires, right? The, the ones that go through the free trial path and that's more like long tail for small teams. And then the business account, which are, are our focus in terms of marketing. So we have 40, 40, 40 meetings so far that happened and 10, 10 of them turned to opportunities that are being worked by sales. That's awesome. So really, and when we, th when we think about marketing campaigns, hopefully, ultimately, what we're driving for is revenue and you have that clear path to um, revenue generating opportunities. Um, and so you mentioned at the top of the call, uh, the budget that you had or the amount of money that you spent. Do you have some insight into the ROI that, that you're going to experience from uh, so to, 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 talk, to talk a little bit more about, 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 about that, since we don't have a actual sales yet from the event and that should happen in like a matter of uh, days or, or, or weeks, 
And we also had sales internally for like the customer base that I was mentioning before, mm. because, you know, in the flavor of the event, it was nurturing those uh, customers. And, and, you know, in COVID times, I'd say I, can, I, I cannot disclose the, the number, but we had the best uh, month of April in terms of services sold to customers. So wow. that definitely that definitely helped. Um, so the, the ROI is there because it's obviously more than 5K what we sold in May. Um, I, can, I cannot disclose the, the, the amount, but also going back to the actual opportunities, our uh, average ticket is around 1,000 uh, MRR, which is like the 12K uh, ARR, um, uh, typically in SaaS. For, for, for those 40 opportunities, definitely we're going we're gonna to sell some of them uh, according to our conversion ratios that we have. Um, and, and, and hopefully it's going to be at least like 10 of them. So the ROI is there about to, to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. So big win internally from a revenue perspective. And then um, I think you mentioned one of the other big successes was the MPS from it. Can you talk a little bit about? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in order to, you know, what, what, what it came from this event, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, right after the event, we wanted to know exactly like what was the feeling because uh, like, you know, the whole platform, the whole experience, we wanted to be the best. We had some issues, obviously, it was the first uh, massive event with so many people. Um, that we were running and I wanted to know uh, how likely they would be to recommend uh, to a colleague or a friend the event in, in, in question. So we got uh, over 500 replies, which is quite a, a good rate, I would say, for, a, for an MPS survey. Um, and, the, and the numbers is 68, which average SaaS products is like 30. Um, so an NPS of 68 is impressive for an event. Um, and, the, and the, you know, if you, if you don't do the NPS math and you do just like the regular zero to nine uh, average, uh, the, the average is a nine, which is, which is cool. That's very good. Yeah, that's, uh, so both an internal win and an external win, which is awesome. If, for someone listening, they're thinking about doing a virtual event, what would you say is the kind of biggest takeaway that you've had from having successfully done it now uh, mm -hmm. or even a failure that, I guess, says caution to the wind of something that you wish you would have known uh, before you started? Mm -hmm. So definitely. Um, uh, one of the, like, the biggest takeaways and learnings that we had is that uh, branding and design was really important to make it as vital as possible and, and, and to engage with people. So we took like one good week with the, our two good designers to put it together. And that was impressive how uh, well adopted and, and visual was like uh, everywhere. So I think that helped a lot. Um, another takeaway is, uh, as I was mentioning before, if your company buys in your entire company, no matter if you are 10 or you're 100, the, 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 the success of it is gonna, you know, the, the ratio of success depends on it. And so getting everyone involved is really important and, and it has a lot of benefits, you know, a lot of things happen uh, uh, at, a, at a very high rate. In terms of, of, of failures, I'd say uh, definitely try it out. Like the first day of the event, uh, do, a, do a rehearsal, but not just like a, a, a small parts of rehearsals. We did rehearsals, obviously. But, you know, the first day of the event, since we didn't do an actual, you know, three days event before, even if it was a test, there was some things that we didn't uh, contemplate and I remember the first day of the event that we we stayed up until like midnight or like, I guess it was 2 a.m uh, processing all the videos and uploading the replays because there was like some you know tricks out there that didn't work uh, well so definitely the, the failure and the, and the learning is try it like 
all of it <laughs> one week before if possible um, and and another and another success i'd say that that since everyone bought in and and we got a lot of virality and people wanted to speak at this event and they they, they got our information uh, and the cool thing is that and there, there are there are many many things to come after the event so the good thing is that uh, people that spoke there and people that even attended got in contact to be partners so so the the virality of the exponential uh, reach of the of the event goes beyond the event itself so now we have like people that talks about us and 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 spreads our word and and gives us opportunities beyond that event that they didn't know about us before so the reach is even even higher that's awesome. So it's almost this funnel that continually, and you mentioned that you, you're going to hopefully reach that 10,000 in the next couple mm -hmm. of days, but it's just, mm -hmm. that is an asset that you can continually drive people to. So that 5k investment, although you could look at it in isolation, can be really mm -hmm. expanded over a longer duration. Totally. It's 100% it's, it's, it's evergreen, uh, at least it's say for, for one year, one year and a half, you know, by the time that you do the next one. And you can bring on the uh, in, onto the table like even you know greater speakers, more people, uh, and and make it bigger eventually. And hopefully, in a, uh, in a few months or in a few years, we'll do the you know the presential one, which is like always complementary, as we were mentioning at the beginning with the with the virtual event. Absolutely, cool, Jordi. Well, thank you for showing us the data. Um, if people wanted to connect or ask ask some more questions, uh, what's the best way to to reach out? Well, I'm pretty uh, intense in LinkedIn, so that that would be the the, the best way for sure to, to reach out. I also have a, a website that you can Google Post Manager Jordi, that's me, or uh, it's jordice.com, uh, my personal website. Awesome. Thanks, Jordi. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed another unfluffy episode of the Show Me the Data podcast. If you want to become part of our community with other demand gen leaders and get exclusive access to Q&As with the guests we have on the show, click the link in the description of the podcast.